In addition, we just made a huge purchase of uh, 40 more notes under pack. So that was about half a million. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode and the interview with our best ever guests, I want to mention Fund That Flip because Fund That Flip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on uh, or the main two things are the deal and the money. Uh, So if you've got the deal pipeline, but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a, uh, a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Uh, the, the founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. Um, so if you have a chance, go check that out too. familiarize yourself with Matt and um, what he's all about. But when you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt. And uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, so go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. My name is Joe Fairless, and we've got an episode with not one, but two best ever guests. And I'm going to introduce them as Kitty Cat because they said I could. They're both, <laughs> both, both of their names are, are Kathy. And they're like, well, how, how are we going to tell the difference? I was like, well, we can call you Kitty and Cat. So that's what we're going to do. But I will also mention your first and last name too, ju- just to like make sure it's official. So first we've got Kathy. How do you pronounce that last name? Jeffs? Jeffs, yeah. Cool. Kathy Jeffs. And we've got Kathy Gray. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Thank you for having us. Yeah. It's going to be a fun episode. We're going to talk all about distressed notes because that's what you two are investing in. You've been doing it together since 2012, so about three years. And uh, you've been involved in $7 million in assets through the distressed note buying. You, Your company is called PAC. So Paper Assets Capital, and you can say hi to them at winwithpack or paperassetscapital.com, and they can, they'll give you those websites at the very end of the episode as well. And they're based in Piscataway and Clifton, New Jersey, respectively, for, for the Cathy's. So with that being said, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your team's background and your focus on notes, but how you got to this point? Well, yes. Uh... We love notes, but how we got here was interesting. Uh, We were both IT people and uh, outsourced uh, department led us into not having jobs. So we thought we'd go into the fix and flip business. That was very, very hot and popular and uh, still is. But as we were going to meetings and networking, we found there were a lot of different people we needed to know right away to get on on the ground and, and start the business contractors and uh, real estate people and everyone else involved in the in the licensing and permits and everything. 
Um, and it was going to be quite a while before we could make all those connections and really get on the road. And at one of these meetings, we heard someone talking about notes. And we said, well, this is new to us. Let's just learn some more about that. And it turned out that we really didn't need anybody or anything else. We could pretty much do it all ourselves and do it from anywhere in the world as long as we had an Internet connection. (laughs) So, uh, hey, that sounded good to us, and it's been working really well so far. And based on your IT background, it would be sacrilege if you don't have an Internet connection, right? (laughs) Correct. Right. (laughs) So you learned about note and note buying at uh, a local RIA event, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And once you started learning about it, how much money did you have to invest in the the deals? Well, we our initial investment, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little story when when we give our best ever advice. But our initial investment was ninety four hundred. Okay. And then we did another trade for three hundred thousand. And we did several trades after that, a hundred thousand here, a hundred and fifty thousand there. Okay, so you went up slightly from ninety four hundred to three hundred thousand from <laughs> number one to number two. Was that cash out of pocket that you you two had to bring to the table to close? Yes, it was our own monies, yep. Okay. So on your is this your second note that you purchased for three hundred thousand? That was the second one you ever purchased? No, actually that was thirty notes. Thirty notes, a package, got it. So thirty notes and then you paid in in total three hundred thousand for the package. Correct. And it was a three million dollar UPB. What the heck's a UPB? Unpaid principal balance. Unpaid principal balance. What's the significance of that? Well, when you take out a mortgage, you take out a mortgage for a hundred thousand. So on the first day your note exists, your UPB is a hundred thousand. As you pay it down, the principal is reduced. So we just call it UPB. And and what was it for this one? Well, we had thirty notes and the total value was three million UPB. Okay. You had thirty notes, the total value was thir- was three million, did you say? Correct, yep. Was three million and you purchased it for Three hundred thousand. <laughs> three hundred three hundred thousand. And tell me how that math works. So the distressed note business, um, let's say homeowner Joe Smith takes out a loan for a hundred thousand and he becomes delinquent. Recession, loss of job, got hurt. The bank doesn't want to own properties, so they sell the note and they sell it to a hedge fund. And then we generally pick them up. Now, this was back in 2012. Pricing was really favorable at that point. And we were able to get really high equity. We generally purchase second position, HELOCs, that kind of thing. We were able to get fully covered high equity notes for about 11 cents on the dollar, 10 and a half to 11 cents. Okay. What are the risks and what are the rewards associated with that? Well, so the risks are... Well, I don't know. We haven't really found a, a lot of risk yet. Um, rewards are... Well, no. Let's talk about the risk. Come on. <laughs> there's risk in anything. And if, if someone tells me there's no risk, then I call BS on that. So no, you're right. what are the risks on... Because you know, I've interviewed a lot of note buyers. So what are the different scenarios that things could go wrong? Well, you're right. Uh, we personally haven't experienced a lot of that because we did get high equity covered notes. Um, but... Generally, one of the major risk actually is you can get stripped in a bankruptcy and then you just have an invalid lien. And of course, now you can't go over the, go after the homeowner because he filed bankruptcy. 
Mm-hmm. So there, there is always that possibility. There's a possibility that you foreclose on the home and now you have a home that you spent $7,000 to foreclose on that won't pay for the cost of your note. So there are pitfalls to it. You have to be careful about what you buy. Now the pros. So the pros are really, really high rates of return, really high yields, 15, 18%. Um, we generally, our interest is not in taking homes and in, in, is not in foreclosing. Our interest is in working with the homeowner and get them reperforming, let them keep their house, give them a break on an interest rate, maybe extend the terms, and then just get them to pay monthly. So get them reperforming. That's really our interest. And when we get them reperforming, then of course we have monthly cash flow, which is fantastic. Do you work with a company that helps you with that correspondence with the homeowner? We don't. We we actually have all of our own documents that we send out. We send out what we call our shock package, which is really more like a welcome package. Welcome to the pack family, but you owe us money and you might want to pay up. <laughs> but what sitting next to me is the queen of workouts. She hates it when I say that, but it's very true. Uh, she can get a workout with almost anybody. Is that kitty or is that cat? I forget. That would be cat. <laughs> All right, so so Cat is the queen of workouts. Cat, what's the secret to and when you say workout, that essentially means that you are able to come up with an agreement that the homeowner is amenable to and starts paying and then you start making some money on a monthly basis, right? Correct. That's correct, yeah. yeah. Okay, so what's what's the key to that? The key to that is really getting to communicate with them on a personal basis trying to understand what happened to them and what put them in this particular predicament in the first place, making sure that their condition uh, has definitely improved and, you know, what maybe you can help them with. So in some terms, there's some government programs out there like HARP and HAMP that we can help them qualify for, uh, which is a government program to help those people who homes are underwater or perhaps they're, they've lost their job and, and whatnot and their income is, is not anywhere near where it used to be. And so we really try to deal with each and every one of them on a human level. What were those programs again? HARP, H-A-R-P, and HAMP, H-A-M-P. And there are a couple others. And even some states are even, uh, even have a couple of their own individual programs too. Awesome. What, when you've got the, the, you know, you pay the $300,000, do you pay that to the hedge fund? Is that who you're paying for these, the package? Correct. Yes. Yep. Okay. So you're paying it to the hedge fund and then would you ever, and perhaps this is part of your, your company. Um, so maybe I've, I finally understand the business model, but let me just ask the question. Do you ever buy those packages of, you know, 30 and then sell them individually to other people? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, notes are generally sold in pools and cherry picking is very rare. Usually you just have to take a whole tape down, a whole pull down. Um, and you may end up with things that don't necessarily fit your business model. It's not a bad thing. It may fit someone else's just because it doesn't fit yours doesn't mean it doesn't fit theirs. And we often sell one-offs just to just because it, it's not something that works for us. When did you do the $300,000 package? 
That was in 2012. That was our, our second trade. That was your second trade. Okay. And how is that doing? How are the 30 notes doing within that package? Well, we have most of them worked out. We have about eight in foreclosure, which is, you know, it's again, not really our druthers, but we're not in this to lose money either. So we, you know, we've, we've made some money. One homeowner shorts, did a short sale and we made 8,000. Another one did a full payoff with us and we made 30,000. And, you know, it, 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 a lot of them are already done and finished. And the only ones we have left, we have about five performers of the 30. We've sold some and we were foreclosing on about eight. Okay. So out of those 30, You've got eight in foreclosure. You've got five performers, so you're able to do the the workout, right? Mm-hmm. You've got one that did a full payoff, and then you've got one that is a sh- that did a short sale. So 13, 14, 15, that's half of them. And then where did the other half go? We sold a bunch, you know, maybe five or six. Um, one, we have a completed foreclosure already. Help me. I it just it, it, it they just have different endings. Um, you, you know, we've dealt with so many notes that sometimes it's hard <laughs> to remember the names and even the states that they're in. <laughs> but yeah, it's fine. I, the reason why I was asking is just to get a sense of what happens with a package once you buy it, because we have the the fortunate ability of looking back on your purchase because it's been three years. So it, it's kind of cool to to see how everything shook out, you know, you had, you know, eight, four, would you say, all right, so eight divided by 30, that's 20, about 26%, so 25%. Would you say one out of every four on average are going to go to foreclosure? Yeah, I would say, because, you know, it's hard to get the the borrower to realize we're not the big bad bank. It's, it's Kathy and Kathy sitting in our living room on the couch with our legs curled up under us trying to get some money out of them. And so they think we're the big, big bad bank. They don't want to talk to us. And it's unfortunate they don't realize that the best thing that could have ever happened to them is their loan to fall into our hands. So I would say, yes, one in four may go into foreclosure. When you talk to them, do you tell them that it's not the big bad bank, but it's Kitty Cat? And, and I mean, because I clearly that would warm them up and be like, "Oh, it's Kitty Cat." All right, well, let's do some business. Here, here's my here's my monthly mortgage check. Well, it's it's making initial contact though. Some people just completely they ignore our letters, they ignore our emails, they ignore our phone calls, thinking that the problem is going to go away. Um, so we never even get the opportunity to make initial contact with them. We send a demand letter from an attorney. We hope that sparks off conversation. Again, they ignore it. It's good. The problem's going to go away. I haven't paid my mortgage in five years. No big deal. That problem will go away. And then we have to go into foreclosure. We don't like it, but it has to be done. Yep. When you go in foreclosure, what are the costs involved that you have to incur? That varies by state. Some states are judicial states and some are non-judicial. Non-judicial states go very fast and they're very cheap. Judicial states like Massachusetts, like New Jersey, like Maryland, like New York, are very expensive. We have some foreclosures up to $7,000 in expenses already. Wow. That is education for me, for sure. What does it mean exactly when non-judicial and judicial? So some, it's just state by state. 
Some states do not go. You don't need a judge and a court to got have it. Close okay, her. got it. So basically, judicial equals judge involved, therefore attorneys and expenses. Correct. Yes. Okay. So where where are you at right now? You told me about the first couple, the ninety four hundred, the three hundred thousand. That was in two thousand twelve, and I know you've been busy since then. So what are you doing now? Well, we joined forces with two like ridiculously awesome young men um, to create PAC, Paper Assets Capital, and so now we're a group of four instead of just two, and they bring a lot to the table. So we, we're still just in our note investing journey, just now we have two more members and more funds. <laughs> Is that their how do you divvy up responsibilities in this? Is are they are they the, the money people in addition to your money? So yeah, we we actually have four areas of interest. Um Kathy is our workout queen, Kathy Cray, Kat. Uh I do like back end office stuff. I do all the paperwork, assignments, things like of that nature. Al is our analysis guy. He a- analyzes our returns and he can do any kind of analysis ever. He's a mathematician. And then we have Dennis, who is our uh, entrepreneurial spirit, and he does all of our marketing and our website and things things like that. So we've sort of divided up the the duties that way. In addition, we just made a huge purchase of uh, 40 more notes under PAC. So that was about half a million, right? About half a million, 600,000, somewhere in that range. So, you know, we, it's we're just continuing on, but now with these two new members who really bring a lot to the table. You didn't mention um, where the money's coming from. Is it a collective group effort where everyone's like, if if you have like this last one, these 40 notes, um, do you divide it by four and everyone puts in their share or how does that work? Yes, correct. We initially funded the company with 400,000, 100,000 each. Okay. And then as the need arose for more purchases, Uncle Al threw in another 100,000, <laughs> Aunt Cat put in another 100,000. You know, it just depends on what where we need money. We, we're happy to throw in additional funds. So you got Cat, you got Kitty, you got Uncle Al. What's Dennis's nickname? <laughs> Ruski. <laughs> <laughs> How about Dirty Dennis? <laughs> Dirty Dennis. He's a, he's a Russian. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's cool. Well, that, that's interesting. And thank you for giving us a glimpse behind the scenes on this. I know I was, I was probably asking you questions that um, you weren't anticipating, but I, I, I enjoy really learning the, the mechanics behind it. I think the best ever listeners will really enjoy the mechanics behind the scenes. So we haven't even gotten into the good stuff or the best stuff. What's your best real estate investing advice ever? Okay. Well, that's where I was going to tell you that story. I I have two pieces of advice. The first one is buy two notes. When you first get into the note business, buy two and not one. And there's a very good reason for that. We bought our first two notes for $9,400. And they were worth probably about 50000 total UPB. So our idea is Kathy was going to call one and I was going to call one. We'd each work one out. Uh-huh. And I called my guy and he started yelling at me and screaming <laughs> at me. And, and I was almost on the verge of tears. And he, I filed bankruptcy. Don't ever call me again. Click. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> and Kathy called. Now, now had our experience ended with that, with that one note, we probably would never have purchased another note. Kathy's experience went like this. 
Oh my God, I'm so glad you called. I've been wanting to pay you for a while. And by the way, can you help me get $10,000 out of my 401k to pay you all the back money I owe you? Boom. <laughs> so, so you see how those two experiences are completely different. Um, so had we just started with the one, we might not have continued on. Got it. Buy two, not one. And our second, my second biggest piece of advice is due diligence. Know what you're buying. It's very important. What's your number one tip for due diligence when you're buying distressed notes? We look at two things, credit reports and the home, the value of the home. Both, both of those things are equally as important. And what number does the credit report need to have and what is the value of the home ratio or whatever you look at? I'm not sure that we actually look at the credit score because somebody could have a false high score. Maybe bad stuff just fell off. And somebody could also have a false low score. Maybe they're back on track and it just hasn't caught up yet. So we don't necessarily look at scores. We actually read the credit report and tell a story, let it tell us a story about the homeowner. If he has new credit cards, if he hasn't paid student loans, he's probably not going to pay his mortgage. If he has new credit cards, maybe life is good again. We make sure that the first, the senior lien is performing, that they pay, that they're paying their first mortgage. That's very important to us. So we, we don't necessarily look at a score. As far as the home, what we do is we add the senior position to RUPB, and we look for what's called CLTV, combined loan to value, of anywhere between 90 and 110%. 90 to 110% of the combined loan to value? Correct, yes. Will you do a quick example for us? Sure. So a house is maybe worth 300000 and the first position note is 250000 And the second position, the one that we would be purchasing, is 60000 That equals 310000 I would buy that note all day long, even though it's 10000 over the value of the house, because I'm still going to get something. I'm still going to get more than I paid for the note out of it. Another scenario might be that I wouldn't purchase, would maybe the house is worth 500000 the first note is 400,000 and the second is 150 or 200. So that's 600,000. I wouldn't buy that note because I'm not going to get my money out of it. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I am ready for the best ever lightning round. <laughs> Are both of you ready? Yes. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever book you've read. Kings of Debt. It's actually written by the Kings of Debt. How to make money with non-performing banknotes. Very topical. Best ever personal growth experience. What'd you learn from it? Tony Robbins. It was a walking on fire. Uh, you realize that you can really do more than you think you can do. Yeah. Did you go to that last one? Yes. Yeah, I was there too. Oh, yeah. Great. Jersey. In Jersey. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, what was that, March? Somewhere around then? April, yeah. yeah. April, yeah. I was, I was there. Cool. Please. The same coals have burned our feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What's the best ever project you're most excited about? Best ever project. Oh. Well, all the work, we have about four or five workouts in the pipeline right now. We're very excited about that. And also, we have an upcoming PPM, Private Placement Memorandum, about to start. We're very excited about that. 
what are you doing? You're raising money for to buy larger pools of, of notes? Yes, yes. We're looking for like a $5 million capital raise. Sweet. Are you putting any of your money into that the, the package? Oh, absolutely. We always put our own money in. What percentage are you looking at for your money versus how much you're raising? Well, for the PPM, we're probably looking at, we'd like 90% other people's funds because we already have about 600000 of our own. <laughs> so Nice. When does that launch? Probably in about two months. All right. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Best ever way you like to give back? Best? Well, we, we actually have a win meetup, and we like to educate people on note, per, note buying. It's called Win Women in Notes, and but we like pants. We always make sure to say that we love pants just as much as. Uh, <laughs> but we have we 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 do a free meetup, and everybody's welcome to attend, to do to talk about notes and investing, and we try to help and mentor uh, newbies. Sweet. Well, um, it's also a good way as you're meeting new people and you're mentoring them, um, or at least having them in your group. It's a good way for them to get started because I'm sure you got some one-off notes that they can buy, and that also helps your business, right? Well, absolutely. It's a win-win for everybody. Win. Uh, <laughs> they become our downline. We're their upline. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I see the business model. What's the best ever place? Or actually, let, let me ask you this. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far? Oh, wow. Well, the biggest thing is is we were talking before about judicial versus non-judicial states, mm-hmm. and in our initial... $300,000 purchase, we ended up with four New Yorks, which happened to be really big nuts. And um, the money is sitting on the shelf far too long. <laughs> mm. So that would be our biggest mistake is leaving money on the shelf too long. Because there are too many in judicial states? Well, there are ju- four in judicial states and it's been three years, and as we said, so up to $7,000 in legal fees. <laughs> and these notes are worth probably, these four notes, maybe half a million. Yeah. So we're leaving a lot of money on the shelf, and, and it's it's going to be a great payday, but we kind of could use our money in circulation. Yeah, it's taken a long time, and it's going to be a great payday once someone buys it from the foreclosure process once that's completed. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. New York's tricky. I know that from living there for 10 years, it's, it's definitely tenant friendly for sure. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Always in favor of the borrower. What's the best ever place for the listeners to reach you? Ah, that would be www.paperassetscapital.com. Or if you're interested in working with us or coming to our meetup or something, www.winwithpack.com. All right, kitty cat, kitty and cat. This has been (laughs) so much fun. Really enjoyed. For us too. Yeah, this has been one of the uh, more fun note buying conversations I've ever had in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah, and and thank you for getting into the details of the 30 notes that you bought for $300,000 in 2012. What's happened to them? And, you know, kind of setting the expectations for um, how, how it might shake out, looking at judicial states and non-judicial states. Ideally, you buy in non-judicial, yeah, non-judicial states equals non-judge states, so less money. And I'm sure some attorneys who are listening are like, uh, there's more to it than that. But basically, it sounds like that's, that's the gist. Yes. And then talking about how you structure your team 
how you started your company. Each of you put in 100k to for some seed money for 400. Now, now you're buying uh, notes, and and then where you're heading in the future with the the PPM, we're going to be raising five million to buy some some larger packages. So, all right, well, great talking to you. Uh, thanks a lot for being on the show. We'll talk to you soon. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Joe. Bye bye.